in short order, you came to Baylor, Richland College in Fort Worth, played basketball, outstanding basketball career here at Baylor. And the, when you finished playing, went to law school here at Baylor and started doing radio that year. What, what was that like? You just finished playing and Frank Fallon says, hey, come do radio. Well, I had graduated in May. I was accepted to start law school in February of the following year. And I'm working with J. Harry Jeans at First Federal Savings and Loan over on Austin Avenue. I get a call one day from Frank Fallon, and he says, hey, I'm, I'm coming over from KWTS at the radio network. Do you want to come color commentate? And I said, I don't have the first notion of how to do that. He said, don't worry about it. I'll put you on my back, and, and we'll get through it. And I didn't even ask him what it paid, which is probably good, because <laughs> it didn't pay a thing. But uh, so, I mean, you know Frank, like I do, it's like doing a broadcast with your granddad. And it was um, learning from him. And, and the whole time I'm thinking, I'm sitting next to Frank Fallon. I haven't earned this seat. And here I am learning from as good as it gets in the business. But that's how it started and um, just continued on. And they every year would forget to fire me. And I would be back. And here for Pat. Uh, years later. Uh, you, you did something interesting uh, as, you know, smart guy. And you said, Pat, what are some things that I need to know or think about? Tell everybody about that, the, kind of the notes that he gave you. Yeah, I still have them. I wish I'd brought them today. Because I was about to do my first play-by-play -play broadcast. And I was petrified. We were going to, to Alaska, to Fairbanks, Alaska, to play. And he couldn't go. And um, nobody else was available. So I get the play-by-play -play nod. And he uh, wrote down for me things to think about and, and things to avoid dead air, uh, things that are interesting to the audience. What's the team wearing? What's their jersey scheme? What colors are they wearing? And here's what you ought to think about. And it's, um, it was interesting. One of the things he said was, make sure you tell the audience whether the floor is wood or tartan. <laughs> Anybody even know what I'm talking about? We played on tartan surfaces. And so just stuff like that, that again, gives you a glimpse into what made Frank uh, legendary. Talk about a legend. Kansas has uh, posted the, the rules of basketball, like James Naismith's first rules of basketball. If you go to Allen Fieldhouse, you can see him there. We have the Frank Fallon <laughs> rules of broadcasting that are held in higher esteem even than the uh, rules of basketball. Yes. But that's great. Did, when you started, did you even, really, um, 40 years later, you'd be doing the same? No, never did. And, and really, it's just a, it's a Baylor basketball thing. And, and it's where I'm at home. It's where I'm comfortable. I really had no desire to go beyond that, which is probably a good thing. But uh, no, I, I had no idea. And, you know, I had no idea what was in store for the program ever. Well, fortunate for us, you, you could be doing network broadcast. I mean, I'm serious. You could be uh, quite easily. Jim Haller can't be here today. His granddaughter's playing in a state tournament in volleyball. But Jim said to be sure and pass along that you, he wishes you were as smart as a player as you are now <laughs> as the right. color analyst. That's right. That's you know right. how that goes, right? Yeah. But he says you are the best color analyst in the That's very nice. Jim Haller was the 1981 Southwest Conference Coach of the Year. And so he is, um, he's got that resume as well. But no, he's a terrific guy and um, really love having him around. I'm not sure he's completely honest about that, but I'll take it, even if I'm not entitled to it. <laughs> no, he, he is. Uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit because our basketball coaches, they're going to have to take off in a moment. They're uh, 
they're in the middle of the season, you know, oh, and they got stuff to do. Oh, so, right. but they yeah. made time to come here. But with the coaches and Miss Karen here, uh, what was it like to go through last season, really the last couple of seasons, yeah. and end in a national championship? Well, I've now progressed to where I can talk about it without saying. Um, you know, John, you and I have talked about how we have seen it all. We really have. And just to, to experience that and to see the result of years and years of getting better and this, you know, this works, this doesn't, and, and being able to have an intimate view of the program, as intimate as we can get with them, um, it was, I, I, I'm not kidding, they're just no words. They really aren't. But to watch how they shared the ball, how unselfish they were, how they had completely bought in to a culture. Um, to, you know, you think about it, in corporate America, you got companies struggling every day to, you know, so, so the things that really go beyond basketball and the nuts and bolts of it were the things I took away, uh, kind of the life lessons and things that transcend basketball. So it was a, it was a wonderful journey, and um, I'll never forget it. Any, uh, any one game, one moment, anything that really stands out in your mind from last season? Yeah, the, the moment was uh, tr about 12 minutes to play. Um, we uh, were up, what was it? We've had this discussion, I can't remember. I think we're up 13. But Gonzaga's making a run. Here they come. Everybody expected it. And so drive into the lane, Vital blocks it. Flagler, uh, Flagler retrieves it up the floor to Butler. Butler catches it, delays a little and uh, cross the floor from Butler to Flagler, catches it, shoots three, game over. Would you guys agree? That was it. That's the moment. I will never forget that moment because that's the point. You and I looked at each other and went, we're going to win a national championship. <laughs> like, this is really going to happen. But that's the moment I will never forget. Yeah. That's cool. That's a great memory. Uh, tell everybody, so not only the national championship, but Baylor was the Big 12 champions last year. And it was a COVID year, and we were very fortunate. We went to every game except two. We had to do two games remotely. And one of those that we had to do remotely, uh, actually the Big 12 championship. So here we are in the press box at McLean Stadium doing the broadcast remotely. They're in Morgantown, and they win, the, clinch the Big 12 championship. What are your thoughts and memories about that? Well, we just had a really good cry after that one. <laughs> I just didn't expect it then because we weren't 100%. We, we weren't close. And to go up there and do that, had not played well, to go do that, get down seven late, play after play after play, somehow get it to overtime, and then go on to win the thing again. As you mentioned, really good cry. Uh, and you and I were uh, remote, obviously, as you mentioned, in my life, but I took pictures of it. We captured the screen. And, and I thought that was the big one. I mean, I didn't know we were going to win a national championship. I wasn't surprised, ultimately. But I thought that was the big one because we'd come close. We'd challenged. We'd just nev never been able to do it. And to win that one was almost liberating, right, to be able to then move on now that we'd gotten that one under our belt. That was huge. That was, and it was very emotional for us. Uh, like Pat, Pat said, we've seen uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that was uh, definitely one of the really, really goods. Tell everybody, uh, and you guys know this, but tell everybody how they include us, you and I. We're just kind of hangers-on, you know, with the team, but tell them to appreciate that around here and on road trips. Well, we get swag. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that, I, that helps us 
on the broadcast is to be able to sit in what we call chapel, scout, eat. Uh, but to be able to go hear what the coaches have to say, and we're not giving, I promise, we're not giving stuff away on the, on the air, but just to hear their perspective on the opponent, how they're going to approach the game, that kind of thing, um, is golden, really, for us. And it, it keeps us from having to guess a whole lot on the air. But what, to me, John, I've always taken away is the chapel piece of Chapel Scout Eat, where the coaches, and they get a high five for this, and they don't get paid for this, um, prepare devotionals. And, these, and so they're talking to the players, but they may not realize they're talking to us too. And so that, I missed that because of COVID last year. But just to be able to, to be a part of that and get kind of an insider's perspective on how they operate and what they do to make these kids better citizens, better husbands, better parents, it's, um, you, I, I'm just telling you, you're not going to see that across the country. And we've got it special here. It's life-changing. It's it life really changing. is for these guys. And we appreciate you guys uh, including us in that. Uh, and, and this coaching staff is so celebration-inclusive of the former players. I mean, that really showed in the... Been for the parade. And we all had dinner afterwards. We haven't done that, and I, I can't even remember. And so it was a gift from Baylor basketball. But just to be able to get everybody back together and understand that the, the current coaching staff wanted to recognize every single player, even those beyond the current staff and to recognize them as having built, uh, having made an investment into what has now uh, borne the fruit that, it, that we're all enjoying. Yeah, and, and it was not by accident that you guys, the former players, led the parade and the current staff and current players came behind you. I thought that was just, uh, that was magical. It really was. Very cool. Very well done. Okay, it, it, could you play for this team? Could you play for this team now? I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, you could. Uh, uh, it's I a different know. game. It's a different Let's game. say that. It's a different game. When you were being recruited out of Richland High School yes. in Fort Worth, uh, what was that process like? How did you end up at Baylor? Well, I, I played for a legendary high school coach, a guy named Tommy Newman, who I talked to last night. And we have this ongoing debate, and I don't, wanna, I don't, know one of the, I don't want to know the answer to this question. Like, who were they really after? Were they after Tommy or were they after me? Uh, but uh, Carol Dawson had just left as the head coach. Jim Howler moves up. So I'm in Jim's first full recruiting class. Well, there's a vacancy on it. And he's wanting Tommy to fill that spot. And so, again, I don't know chicken or egg who was, you know, who, who the draw was. Don't want to know. But so we came together. It was, uh, I guess, a package deal. But I had the privilege of playing for a great high school coach who then coached me as well at Baylor. Um, interesting story. So he was very highly recruited as a coach. And um, I didn't realize it at the time. In fact, he didn't tell me this story until about 10 years ago. Cassandra and I were having dinner with him. He said uh, one of his best buddies was the head coach at Evansville. And Evansville buddy in those days was real right coach powerhouse. And so his best buddy, had and so Tommy is thinking, yeah, that's a good deal. By the way, I got this guy Nunley. Can he come? Yeah, I'll bring him. So he sends him a contract, and Tommy is like this far, pen to paper, to signing the contract to come on. And if he goes, I'm going with him. And it's Evansville, Baylor, I don't really know. Well, something prompted him to not sign it and say, I'm going to Baylor. It's better for my family. We're closer. I know Texas 77, I guess it is. In December of that same year, the Evansville plane goes down and kills everybody on board. And he tells me 10 years ago, he said, we were on that plane. Like, we were on that plane, 
had something not prompted me to just decide, nah, Baylor's just a better opportunity for us. And the, the, the point of his story to me was, I hope we've earned that, right? I mean, I hope we've really lived that out, so. Man, what a story. Yeah.